doing this? How would you go about turning up your volume? I'm going to let you figure that out while I move this microphone. Well, I'm talking about it. I don't want to mess with the master volume because, yeah. I've got everything set the way I like it, so it's, there's no way of adjusting it in the app. I'm just going to deal with it. Oh my gosh! What? I don't think I'm lazy. Think a, I don't think there is a way to adjust it in the app. Oh. I wouldn't know though, because I'm sitting in my easy chair, quite a distance away from Mike. Kearney's using like his father's stereo system or something. <laughs> like, just, like, Dad, well, you know what was, how do I adjust this? What was? Carney, what was your father's stereo system like? Oh, you wanted me to put it I, on record? I do. I want to know what it was. Uh, I, well, I couldn't tell you what it was. I mean... What do you remember? I mean, he built the whole damn thing himself. Let's see, he had two reel-to-reel tapes. He had, you know... And this was, this was back, you know, 1970-something. He had a $500-plus-dollar turntable. Um, he had multiple cassette decks... What else did he? I mean, he had amplifiers and radio. Did he have one of those big, huge, like, marble slabs to put the turntable on so he wouldn't get any vibrations? He had something. It wasn't a huge marble slab, but he he, he, made, he put together something that dampened yeah. vibrations. Yeah. And, I mean, he had the he had control panels that he custom built, you know, that had unlabeled knobs on them. And in order to get anything <laughs> to go from one device to another device, you had to go through this 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 thing that and and he always tinkering with it too which is the reason that i i think i'm probably traumatized to this day i don't want to mess with control probably traumatized you, you sound like you're ready to flip a flip well, out well it's like if i touch this button everything stops working and untouching the button doesn't make it start working you know it, it, yeah. it was almost like you know what it was like it was like the old world war one biplanes you, you know you'd have some guy standing there and you go switch on and the guy would go switch on switch on <laughs> you know and you, you yeah. couldn't reverse the steps contact, and get, contact. Yeah, you couldn't reverse the steps and get back to where you were you no, had to no, get no. the whole thing down to the ground state yeah. and then start over yeah you basically had to rebuild the engine if you didn't start it <laughs> no, it was well, all right, Dave, what was your uh, family uh, radio music situation with Roger and Judy? Well, the most commonly listened to radio was the weatherproof giant AM radio stuck to the fender <laughs> of a John Deere tractor. Nice. Turned up so loud that you could hear it over the grinding of feed. Oh my God. Wait a minute. So this, how was this? How, I, I got I to get a visual here. How big was this device? Oh, about a, it wasn't quite a foot okay. cube, maybe, maybe 10 So about as big cube. as you could get an AM radio. Well, I'm, uh, so there was the external enclosure, which you know, was theoretically waterproof. Okay. So, you know, you could close it up when you parked your truck or tractor outside. Okay. Um, and then into it was, you know, the, the inside of it was just yeah it's an, i don't even think it had fm I was just, it facing like towards the front or towards the back towards the cab oh well, there was no cab um, oh okay oh okay <laughs> that's why it had to be waterproof gotcha. <laughs> this is the 
This is sitting on the fender. This is the farm all. <laughs> this is a sitting on the fender of yeah. the tractor. And on it's, the, you know, it's facing okay. the chair, you know, the yeah. seat yeah, yeah, yeah. of the tractor. Okay. And uh, I wasn't you know, sure uh, if it was like facing forward so that when you're, if you're standing, because some of the tractors had detachments in the front too, right? And so you could have hooked up the grinder there, right? Or, or is that, am I mis, misremembering that? Um, well, I suppose anything has been designed. Yeah, maybe I'm just, maybe yeah, I'm but, just full of shit. But primarily the power takeoff shaft was yeah. on the rear. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Nice. <laughs> and we had the, we had the console. Do you remember that one, Dave? We had, there was brown, it was cherry wood or some sort of wood. And then the front part had this, this grill that the music would come out of and then you could lift the lid up and there was a cassette player and a, st- a turntable and a radio receiver. And that was my dad's, uh, Oh, he loved that so much. He did. I was going to say that sounds, that sounds it so was, normal. It was rather normal, <laughs> I guess. And then I had the little, I had the little cassette player that I would record and do my own radio shows. Of course, even at like age five. So <laughs> apparently this is just in my genes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a, I apparently didn't get the electron, electron, electrical engineer gene. Mm. You know, I just, I, I can, I can manage to solder stuff together and, and build cables if I have to, but I don't get any joy in it. You don't see me hip deep in, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> diodes and wires everywhere. And, you yeah. know, I look at that and my first thought is fire hazard. And my second thought is <laughs> electrical shock hazard. Did you get that? Did you get that pleasure from like computer stuff or? Yeah, you know that's the thing is that I'm I've built every computer I've had. Yeah. You know, and but the the actual electronics, you know, where you you sit. Hell, this was what I was soldering iron and all that. In college, when computer science, when I was in college, was still, you know, a little bit the electrical engineering stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you know. in the physics lab, they'd give you one of the wiring diagrams with resistors all over the place. And I sure. look at this and I go, yep, if I have to build this, I'm going to be electrocuted. The one wonderful thing about even the first motherboard I ever dealt with was that it was a motherboard, not a pile of parts. Right. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm lying. It's not true because in high school, me and Andy Colonize put together... A, I can't remember. It was a kit, mm-hmm. and that basically came. You had to to wrap wire. A computer or, kit, or yeah, yeah, yeah computer. Okay. Well, okay, it was a collection of parts put together from a list. It was more yeah. like a. It wasn't a kit in the sense of you know you get everything in a box. It was a kit yeah. in the sense of okay. you know all the pieces you need and you go get them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a kit. It's just marketing is the other thing. You know, putting it in a box is just marketing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it, we we did do that, and that was that was more. But it, it just it just wasn't the same as what my father was doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he was sitting there. It, the the closest I could come in computer terms would be if you went out in your backyard, got a pile of sand, and started smelting down the, the silicone <laughs> to build the chips. You know, he basically started out with a bunch of wires, and uh, you know, and then proceeded to build everything. Yeah. Did you guys ever build the radios, the crystal radios? <laughs> That would not have been wise in my house. Yeah. That would have suffered mission creep immediately. 
I think I tried. Did you ever try that, Dave? No, no. I can't. Somebody, I watched somebody do it, or they had one, and I looked at that and goes, "I'm not, I'm not fucking doing that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, there's a perfectly good radio right here. I got one in my truck. I'm fine. And there, there, you have my attitude, Friday. <laughs> I've never understood the point of building yeah. a pile of crap that you could go out and buy. <laughs> I don't get joy out of it. I right. do it, you know, for a purpose. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, another th- thing my father would do is once he retired, one of the things that he would do, would he'd go out to the, uh, he, he loved taking care of the yard. He loved being outside doing stuff. And he would just plunk himself down in the middle of the yard and start picking up weeds by hand. He didn't need to do what? that. He just enjoyed doing it. Oh my God. That's just insane. No, I mean, he's yeah. out there with the, the dog, the cat. Sure. You know, he's having a good time, and I'm weeds. hiding in the coldest yeah. part of the house that I can find. <laughs> Going, oh, I hope he doesn't no- notice me. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, I love my father, and I had no problem doing stuff with my father. Yeah. But, you know, he, w- he was a heat lover. Oh. And me, I'm the opposite. I'm the kind of person who goes around in short sleeves in the snow. Yeah. Your office is down in your basement for a reason. Well, it's not in the basement. Oh, I thought it's down- was- no, it was in the but- basement. Okay. But it's downstairs underneath an air conditioning vent. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just start. It's just starting to get warm in Minneapolis now. It's actually seventy degrees today. Yeah, you know the same thing here. We had the coldest April that I can remember. I mean, it's just rain and cold all the time. Yeah. All right, we're not going to talk about the weather. <laughs> Although, what more evergreen podcast topics could there be? Carney's got some space news for us. What do you, what do you got for us, Carney? Launch of a manned spacecraft from the U.S. coming yeah. up this month. Woo! First time yeah. since the seventies. No, wait. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. First time since the eleven. Yeah, since the space shuttle. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Total brain fart there. <laughs> yeah, it was a, since the seventies. I forgot the whole. Where you been? <laughs> I forgot the whole space shuttle <laughs> era. <Yeah>. <laughs> and <laughs> so what? So what's uh, what's what's being launched? Uh, it's this a space dragon deal, dragon right? capsule on top of a Falcon Nine, um, nice. two crew, and it's going to the International Space Station. Yeah, and they did uh, they did lots of tests over the past few months, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they only had a few blow up. <laughs> no, I oh. in the last few months they haven't had any blow up, but okay. it's the main concern was the parachutes and. They had bunches of tests on that, and everything seems to be clear. I mean, so they're not going to try to land them like the the like the Falcon on the launch pad when they come back. No, no, no. That <laughs> the, we're we're probably a ways away from that, but that may be the intention with the um with the Starship. You know, the yeah. which they're. I mean, I I spent some time looking at the the bids that they put out for the lunar lander. If they're serious about landing on the moon with the current crop of stuff they've got, I don't see anything being a competition for SpaceX. Really? Yeah, I mean... The, yeah, because they're kind of the only one that's really got their shit together, aren't they? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's, you know... I mean, the Russians bo- have their have whatever shit they have left. Oh, yeah, that's together. Soyuz. Soyuz is, is a reliable workhorse, yeah. but it's it's it doesn't have anything like the lift capacity that starship's going to have if they it's like the, carry through with their specs it's like the ak-47 of of rockets just reliable yeah. old works pretty darn good 
Yeah. Good enough, anyway. It doesn't... Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure I'd compare it with an AK-47, because that yeah. implies a certain amount of ruggedness. Okay. And rugged is not what, how I would describe a Soyuz. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, interesting. How would you describe the Soyuz at this point, then? Is it... Because that's the same it, rocket it, that's been going... F- there you go. Ever, I would describe right? it as a second-generation V2. Okay. <laughs> you know, and was 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 Werner von Braun involved in the Soyuz? No. Did they steal? But some of the people the who worked on okay, the V2 yeah. were sure because the all the, after after World War II they all just kind of went to whatever country was captured them basically. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> the, oh, you would, would like to be snu- you would like to be American. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, there's a great snipe hunt where yeah. I, I, reading about it is is fascinating. But the 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 teams that were getting information on, on rockets and stuff like that were actually sometimes ahead of the front line troops, rounding up well anything oh. that wasn't nailed down that looked like it might be related to the, to yeah. the rocket program. Yeah, well, that's they they knew what they were they they knew even then how important that shit was. Oh yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah. Did they what, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Russians basically stole the nuclear plans from us, didn't they? For their rockets or for their nuclear program from their new. Well, is that true or is that something I'm just misremembering? The, OK, here's the thing you got to understand about nuclear stuff is that n- nuclear physics, the physics of it is simple. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. It's the engineering. And they stole a lot of engineering secrets, but that's not the same thing as stealing, okay. you know, the secret of nuclear power kind of right, thing. Right, right, right. You know, so. So they got they stole some stuff and they figured a lot of stuff out on their own. And I'm sure we, right. did, the, I'm sure we did the same thing. Although, I mean, we they, well, the, the Manhattan Project, they didn't they didn't have anybody to steal from. But. Right. Well, the we've always and I think this continues through to this day is that the American <laughs> nuclear program is is the most advanced one and you know there's just less to steal from when you're the one in the lead yeah well and i think to a certain extent too it's like how powerful do you really need nuclear weapons to be just the fact that you have them is probably enough you don't need to have like the best nuclear weapon just have to have one that's good enough Oh, yeah. Well, the, the classic example of that is when they first came up with a neutron bomb and deployed it. That completely freaked out the Soviets because, you know, up to that point, they'd been building bigger and bigger hydrogen bombs, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, here comes America. Oh, look at this. It's it's tiny. It, it, it <laughs> only so, has a one so kiloton cute. blast and anything within 500 yards of it dies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was like, ah, thanks. All right, awesome. So, so we've got a manned uh, launch coming up. Do we have? A, we don't have a date yet. I assume. Um, I think the te- you know you you would ask me that. I should know that off the top it's, of my head. Well, this, po- this podcast is timeless, though. So you know, <laughs> if you're if you're listening, to this podcast has probably already happened. Because <laughs> we're about, I think we're about five weeks out right now. Seven months of terror. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Space.com is less than two. Oh, less than two weeks. Wait, what's today's day? Have you ever seen a rocket fire, Dave? Like a big one? Uh, Did you guys ever do any missile tests or anything in the Navy? Yeah, the 27th. The 27th of, of May? Yes. Okay. No. Okay. What was the coolest thing you saw 
in that in that kind of era area military related uh, very very little i mean <laughs> when uh, i guess didn't uh i mean i was not able to see the news but i think Gaddafi had some sort of a line of death that he had yeah. drawn across the water so it was kind of hard to see and <laughs> maybe somebody crossed it and then there was you know unhappiness and yes so we were over in the mediterranean at that time and yeah. Uh, one time when we were fueling up a ship from our, sh you know, our ship was a gas station. Uh -huh. And uh, one time it was a, the uh, forward-facing missile launcher thing swiveled around and, and the missiles moved up like they were about, you know, like either like they were was, tracking something. Yeah, either they were tracking something or they just wanted to freak the people out on, on the uh, gas <laughs> station next to them. Okay, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing, our sh uh, we had a 50 caliber machine gun uh -huh. that we could mount forward and the uh -huh. aft. Uh -huh. That was... You had one gun? Of the time. Yeah, I was going to say, is this like Bar Barney Fife with his one bullet? <laughs> forward, oh, I think we had two. You could oh, mount, okay. mount, mount one forward and, oh, okay. uh, one, and one aft. And the way you said it, it sounded like it was you had one gun and you could move it to the front or the back, depending yeah, on... Yeah, that's what I got Didn't out of it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I don't know that they ever deployed all of them. So, I mean, okay. even, I, you know, but it was basically something yeah. that could be used to repel. Like today, you hear about uh, the Iranians take a motorboat and pull up to sure. a cruise, cruise ship and hijack it or something. I think it's the Somalis that do cruise ships. The Iranians do stupider stuff. <laughs> but, you know, so we, we could repel a, a motorboat. Okay, gotcha. So you could repel some hijackers. Um, Actually, seriously, is that I think part of the reason is that it technically makes the um, ship that Dave was on a warship because it's designed and carries weaponry, mm -hmm. and that the whole different laws or, or rules apply at sea to warships versus non-warships. Really? Yeah, I couldn't tell you what they are. I just know that that's a fact. Hmm. Seems like almost all the. U.S. Navy ships would be warships, but maybe I guess some of them are hospital ships. And yeah, that's the class. I can't remember the name of the ship now, but there's one that's extensively equipped with medical stuff, mm -hmm. but it carries some self-defense weapons. I, they, they, I forget why they did that exactly, but they purposely took a something that could have been a hospital ship and they put weapons on it so that it wasn't a hospital ship. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So you never got to you never got to go to the front of the boat and and fire off a fifty cal, Dave. Then no, no, it wasn't wasn't something the captain just let you guys do for fun. No, we, I mean we had drills about once a year where the the people associated with that would you know do a timed event. Sure. Okay, alert, alert, and then you know yep. they run to the armory. Exo's got it out. Exo's got the stopwatch. Yep. Checking yep. out. Yep. They're running the, carrying it up to the front with enough ammunition to, you know, repel the <laughs> motorboat. <laughs> and then, okay, boom. We, we did that in five minutes. And so, yeah. sorry, we lost. The book says we, yeah, the book says we die at four minutes. So, yeah, so. sorry, guys. <laughs> we got hijacked. <laughs> did you guys have personal, I'm sorry, this is, I, I don't know why I'm fascinated by this all of a sudden, but did you guys have personal weapons or were they all locked away? <laughs> oh no no in in the armory with the 50 cals was probably a 
I don't know, probably a dozen 45s. Okay. And I can't believe a, you even asked that. I mean, I know I kind of knew the answer, but I wanted to hear the specifics <laughs> of where of how many of how many yeah. weapons they actually had. No, in boot, in boot camp, we we never even interacted with firearms. What? That seems ridiculous. Did they teach you how to swim? They tested to see if you could swim. That's it. How long was this boot camp? Like ten days? Uh, it's two months. Okay. Huh. The purpose of boot camp is not yeah. to turn them into Marines. The purpose no. of boot camp is to get them so they can get on a ship and not get caught in a hatch. <laughs> well, I'm guessing the Marines probably had some firearm training. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure that the Army and yeah. the Marines probably took a different approach. <laughs> yes. You know, the Army, also, maybe not so much. But they, had, but, but they also had to carry in their backpack the toilet paper and water that they wanted to use, and and I did not. So. <laughs> I had a ship. You had, you had the glamour of your floating gas station. I had a ship with uh, huge amounts of toilet paper and distilled water. So. Oh, see, that's nice. Did that? Is that what got you kind of hooked on distilled water? Oh, no, no. That happened way, way back at the, the Marshall Farm okay. when we had water that was horrific. Oh, yeah. And all sorts of different that's filtration from... systems were tried. Yeah. And the one that succeeded was a distiller. Yeah, that Northwest Iowa water was just the worst. I just I'm so happy we don't, I don't have to drink that crap every time I go home. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad my grandma's got bottled water. <laughs> what's so bad about the water in particular? I mean, I, you it, probably know chemically what's actually in it, Dave. I don't. Well, the the primary thing is uh, f- uh, fertilizer runoff gets into mm-hmm. everything, so you have nitrates and nitrate. Oh God! So basically, it's acidic and smells like a, a chemical plant well it's not quite that bad but yeah but the other thing was and rob didn't have to deal with this in town i don't think but we had to deal with what you know actual real well water yeah and that, we did not know yeah when i you know i mean literally when i was six you you would take a tall glass you, over the sink you'd fill it up all the way you'd set it down walk away and then you'd drink the top half of it after all the rust particles had settled to the bottom mm. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't have an iron deficiency, is what you're saying? Uh, probably not. Yeah, that's good. That's but I don't think it was just iron particles. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if it was just iron, it <laughs> wasn't that much DDT. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, not by no. That was probably cleared out of the system by the seventies, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I, stuff was banned in the sixties, right? Yeah, yeah. You probably had a good ten years of. of <laughs> <laughs> from the sounds of it that that water was turning over pretty quick yeah, that, <laughs> you know it's not like this was thousand year old water coming out of the well no 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 i don't think it was yeah i mean i mean we were in town but we the water just still had that i don't know if they get the did storm lake get its water from the lake or was it famous from the well i don't know i don't even know i actually i think it may have been from uh wells yeah i mean it would have run the lake dry in a couple of years Yeah, that's probably true yeah and it, it didn't it just tasted kind of metallic and it's just not a good you know when you taste water you really don't want to taste anything you just want like yeah. refreshing cold wetness i don't want a flavor with my water yeah i mean i drink the water straight out of the tap here oh yeah i mean minneapolis water is fantastic i mean i, I actually toured the water treatment plant and the filtration is just awesome it's it, they say it's like oh it's as good as the evian 
plant or whatever where they you know so it's like and water coming out of the tap here is great and it comes out of the mississippi river gets filtered and then we and then processed and whatnot yeah our water comes out of the chattahoochee but we've got good i mean they do a good job yeah and i mean most of the and there's no north of north of the twin cities there's no you know manufacturing centers or whatever so it's not mississippi yeah and the mississippi starts just a few hundred miles from my house so yeah, I the mean, river north of you is pretty clean exactly and not and not, and not that you know yeah. yeah so we're starting with some pretty decent water i mean sure it's got fish guts and animal piss and everything else <laughs> right. in it. i was gonna say but i mean <laughs> you, know, you don't want to just be drinking the river water but you know honestly you probably could drink the river water and it sure i mean parasites are good for everyone right yeah, yeah i mean come on we've all got a few worms excellent weight loss program <laughs> exactly <laughs> how bad could it be <laughs> <laughs> what and so so how's the how's the atlanta water um i can only say about roswell water and it's it's really okay. good you yeah. know every year they 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 send her all the the homeowners a brochure with all the testing results you know they, they have external people test mm-hmm. the water you sure. know basically auditing it and they they brag about it so you know it's, it's they're apparently pretty happy with what they're doing and i'm pretty happy with the results well, that's cool. Hey, you know what we forgot to do? Oh, no. What? Push record. Oh, no, I did that. But then I moved over to the chair and I forgot to say, hey, everybody, welcome to the Dedicated Nerds Podcast. I'm Rob <laughs> Fiorandino, and I'm here with my two friends, Carney and Dave. Hi, Dave. Hello. Hi, Carney. Hi, everyone. We're doing time travel now. We just went back in time 25 minutes. Did you notice? <laughs> we did. And, <laughs> and we're not going to edit this. This is just the way. That was the intro. Now we're actually into the show. We've got about five minutes left of the show, so. <laughs> now that's a that's a daring format right there, isn't Your it? Your artist is showing through. That's We're right. We're only going to have a five minute show with a twenty five minute introduction. It's worth it. I hope you guys really enjoyed this introduction, <laughs> where we talked about everything we would normally talk about in the show. But it's not the show. Remember? No, no, no. This is absolutely not the show. No, this is the show. This is the show. This is what people sign up for. This is. <laughs> oh, which brings wow. me up to another space thing. Please, that they put together a. Um, I, I wish I don't have it untapped, so I can't give you the link. But they put together a uh, video of stills of the um, the Japanese lander that picked up to pick up a sample at, at uh, Hayabusa or whatever the asteroid is. Yeah. It's really cool. That you can watch it as it comes down, and then boom, it bounces, and it's really it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, that sounds hard. awesome. What's this? Say it. Say it slower so I can. Because uh, I'm dumb. I need to write things down. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I can say it right. Oh, all right. Hayabu- Hang on. Okay, I'll just Google search for picking up some cool stuff off of asteroids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> is that I the think... first time they've ever grabbed something on an asteroid, or? No, they're, not, they're not bringing it back, right? They're just... Oh, no, they are bringing oh, it back. Oh, they are? Yes, they are. And it, this is the first time that they've... Um, the, okay, this the first time they've gone to an asteroid, picked something up off the asteroid, yeah. in, this, in that sense, is that there's all kind of crap floating around that they've gotten their hands oh, on. Oh, sure, yeah, Stardust yeah. mission yeah, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. picked up some pits. But yeah, this is the first... Well, this almost sounds... an asteroid, bring back samples. This almost sounds like bigger news than the 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 putting humans on a rocket for heaven's sakes mm. we've already done that i mean yes and no you know ago. it's like 
You know, when Columbus got to America, mm-hmm. humans were already there, so it had been yeah, done before. That's true. But, you know, that... that but it still that, was pretty cool. Yeah, right, you know. Yeah, is, yeah okay. Is that, so it, it's, it's... I feel you. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, that's... What a great what a great show we've had. Uh, let's move on to uh, our three-minute show. Uh, let's move on to uh, what's been good this fortnight. Well, Who wants to go first? I got a good well, one. No, be- before we go there, I oh, have a okay, question. Yeah. A, a Is question this a parliamentary inquiry? State your parliamentary inquiry. <laughs> I'm just curious you know, if you can give me an approximate number of uh, mosquitoes that you've seen in the last month. One. Mm. And it was it was almost dead. Confirmed sighting or? No, it was, yeah, it was a dead mosquito sitting on a windowsill and I flicked it and finished the job. It wasn't quite dead. Okay. It was still kind of wiggling around. How about you, Carney? Uh, wouldn't I have to go outside to see a mosquito? <laughs> no. Hmm. Wait, what? That's true. I guess they do go inside. Only if you open the doors. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't normally pay attention to mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, I'd have to ask my wife. If, the, I, if I am anywhere within 100 yards of my wife, the mosquito will go straight past me at supersonic speed heading for my wife. Is that the one Is that the one thing about the coronavirus is it kills all the mosquitoes? <laughs> the silver that, lining. <laughs> that is my hypothesis. Really? I, I, wouldn't they I spread it then too? I have absolutely seen zero, and there's yeah. no year ever in my life, especially in Texas, that I've never seen a mosquito in April. We, well, uh, we had a hard freeze yeah, ago. I was about to say the weather has been atrocious for mosquitoes here, so I'm not surprised that there I haven't seen a mosquito. Oh no, the weather's been perfect. It's mm-hmm. been ideal for mosquitoes here. Hmm. Uh, Maybe it's because all the people are inside; they don't have yeah, anything to eat. Could be. Uh, I think their primary <laughs> food source might be four-legged. Okay, fine, whatever. In a city, yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm no expert on mosquitoes. That's for sure. no. All right. Well, hey, continuing hey. our space theme, uh, I'm going to say my good thing this fortnight was I rewatched Apollo 13 with my wife, who had never seen it, and uh, I haven't seen it in a good long time. And damn, that's a good movie. Yes, it is. I love it that really movie. Is. Yeah. So awesome. And the see, it was the uh, 50th anniversary about a month ago, right, of Apollo 13. I believe April something. We're going to go with uh, that. Well, so, uh, yeah, while, while you look it up, quick. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not much. No. Well, last uh, summer was Apollo 11. So it, yeah, only makes sense. Yeah. It's close. It's close to that anniversary. I think it's, I think it was April. Cause I think that, I think that I need April to mute date. myself a second. Sorry. That's fine. So Dave, what's, uh, what's been good this fortnight for you? I mean, besides the mosquitoes. Oh, no, no. I am not leaving that. That is. That's it. That, All right. It's absolutely, completely amazing to go yeah. outside and not be watching your legs every six seconds because you think something's nagging you. Yeah. So, yeah, that is. That's good for this month. <laughs> Don't think I'm not going to let you get away with that next week, though, too. If I haven't gotten a mosquito bite by then, I'm still using it. <laughs> How about you, Carney? What's been good this fortnight for you? Hmm. Hmm. Thinking, thinking, thinking. No, please do. <laughs> no, I can't come up with anything Take special for the last 
since our last one. Um, oh no, we're oh we're not going to do anything until we're gonna. This will be. I'd rather have dead air than not than not uh, get something. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to wait. Go ahead, we'll wait. I I bet you I bet you I can outlast you. Oh, you probably could. Because you're going to have to edit. I'm just this weak. We have too I'm much. Not, no, I'm not editing nothing. <laughs> I really don't have anything. So nothing. Move. Not that's coming to All mind. Right. Sorry. Still enjoying your internet? Your your super fast lightning internet? Um, I'm not not enjoying it. Well, there so you go. yes, I guess that's. All right, fine. <laughs> well, no, well, I mean, we've had this discussion before. Is that the only time that I notice any difference at all is when Wow has you know we have a three gigabyte patch, <laughs> and you know it's like yeah. beep 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 done. Oh, okay, that's pretty impressive. But the rest of the time. <laughs> Well, that's so not true. The, you do notice it at the end of this podcast recording. That okay? That's true. The last last time when we did it, it it finished the finalizing the downloads faster than yeah. it takes to tell about it. That's right. See, that's important. All right. <laughs> I guess it's important. <laughs> it's I'm not call, unimportant. I'm calling it. I'm calling that important. All right. Thanks. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, great show today. I think that was. A delightful conversation. Uh, if you guys are uh, interested, visit us at dedicatednerds.net. You can hear all our back episodes, all 40 back episodes. We and are then also get an update on mosquitoes. Exactly. Dave's going to keep constantly uh, broadcasting his mosquito updates at Dedicated Nerds on Twitter. So if you want to hear about the mosquitoes, follow him on Twitter. And also, we are dedicatednerds at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Thank you, Carney, for a great show. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. You're welcome. And both of you have a wonderful evening. And a Merry Christmas. Wait, no, it's not. <laughs>